Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Oh, oh, perfect timing. How long have you been waiting? Not long. Maybe uh, two or three minutes. So. I literally put my headset back on and then heard you're yeah. now unmuted. <laughs> yeah. I just saw a deal for a uh, one and a half terabyte external hard drive for a hundred and ten dollars. One and a half terabyte. External, so it's already yeah. In the case yeah. Stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm set for a while, and I and I and I realize that it. I really am set forever because by the by the time I fill up what I've got, they're going to be giving those things away. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you figure at some point the cost of the material and stuff like that. Uh, oh, I don't know. It's a mystery <laughs> to me. It really is a mystery to me. You know. Yeah. It is. I mean, it just goes to show you how how I don't know anything about business at all. The whole thing is just like a mystery. I mean, how the hell I could buy uh, this new MacBook for that price? So something as powerful as this that does what this does. Yeah, right. You know, right. I mean, I mean, this is more powerful than anything the government had twenty years ago. And to know that we're is you know the the species is capable of we're able to do that with our machines and everything to think that if we actually did it and we were efficient about it how, <laughs> oh, yeah well, that, know, yeah because that's yeah, in the imagine a reasonable world with this technology yeah. right right because that's in an unreasonable world what we're getting done <laughs> yeah oh i know yeah it's it, that's yeah that's that's what we're on the verge of doing is really creating the first real civilization right Right. We haven't really had one yet. <laughs> you know, we've had all these fucking language monkeys running the show and you know, that obviously they they're incapable of of you know, dealing with the planet. But there there are a few uh, pr- rather intelligent language monkeys that are able to get these hard drives put together and <laughs> Somebody had to uh, figure out how to do it. Are that. you, rec- by the way, are you recording this? Oh, yeah, always. You are? Okay, good, because this is not being recorded by me. I, I I want this when you're done with it. Yeah, I'll just send it to you. Okay. You, and so by the way, I also, uh, I also now have a really complete or damn near complete archive of Alan Watts stuff. More, more complete than what you about, had? Yeah. Way more than what I had. What was the so, uh, what was the X factor there? What do you mean? Where did you? I mean, where? Did, how did you build up the collection? From what? You oh had? well, I mean, my old one. No, what happened is uh, Brian uh, went out peer to peer and got everything. I don't know. I guess he did it in a day. He just went out and I guess he knows how to do that. <laughs> anyway. Oh, okay. Okay. 
and he he just downloaded everything that's there, and there's a lot, lot probably twice as much as I had. But how much is the whole file? Um, it's about two and a half gigabytes. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So you could just you could just uh, <laughs> overnight you could just Skype that to me. Not even overnight, fast. Oh no, it wouldn't take more than a couple hours. Yeah, yeah. easy. Yeah. Well, okay. Uh, I'll, Maybe I'll, I'll do one, one of these days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. What I'll do is I'll zip it into like four, you know, small, you know, five hundred megabyte chunks or something. Yeah. Yeah. So we can. You know what I? You know what I was thinking is, um, you know these these two and a half inch laptop hard drives as great as the you know the one terabyte or whatever. Now they've got the. Hitachi's talking about a one terabyte laptop hard drive that they've already got. Yeah. Um, you know, now they've got 640 gigabytes that are already floating on the market. Yeah. And they're about a, they're about 120, 130 bucks. You find a good deal. But um, I'm starting to think that it might be more reasonable for me to just put everything I've got on those little laptop hard drives and and just remove three and a half inch drives from my life because that makes it so much easier for me to, I mean, I know they're not that big, but if I, you know, let's just say tomorrow I need to jump on a plane and go to India and I need to bring everything with me. Yeah. Well, yeah, you, well, but your everything depends on how big your everything is, <laughs> you know, well, that's what I'm saying. Even yeah, if I, I don't know, that's what yeah, I'm saying. I, can, is I need my, my laptop and my hard drives, and that's about it. And my passport. I don't need much else. Right? And yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of a pain in the ass to lug around, you know, you know, yeah, six can, one terabyte, three and a half inch drives when I can. Well, just, the other thing is, is there's no point in having it with you anyway. If you just, you know, there's, you know, you just put it in the cloud. You know, you just have it at home sitting there and you can access I mean it's just media files so it's not like you need all that oh yeah yeah no no no, I yeah in the long run yeah yeah you just access it through the web wherever you are then you don't have to carry anything with you except your laptop well I'm not quite comfortable with not having my stuff with me but you do what do you mean oh you mean the stuff stuff no, no, no. I mean this. No, I mean the stuff like all my call recordings and my documents and my pictures. So yeah, but and, I'm saying you do. As long as you have an internet connection, they're always with you. Right. You but, don't need you know, to have whatever. But you let's say there's the a fire. Media. I like to have my stuff. Like, for example, if I did, you know, have to jump on a plane to India tomorrow, I'd yeah. lug all my hard drives with me. But I also would leave at least one behind that had all the stuff that I, you know, cannot afford yeah. to lose. Well, yeah. And that'd well, be sitting at my mom's house. is a separate issue. No, but I'm I mean, just backup saying... Backup is one issue, One and, and the other issue is accessibility. No, but I'm just saying the functions. stuff with me, yeah. the stuff that I bring with me, that is one of my backups. Okay, yeah, if you want to do it that way, that would work too. But Absolutely. I'm, but I'm saying you want to carry little... a bunch of shit with you. No, but I'm saying, <laughs> no, what I'm just saying is those little laptop drives are so small. I mean, have you seen yeah. them? They're really small. Yeah, I they're know. Nothing. Yeah. They weigh like I don't even I don't even think they weigh a quarter of a pound. I mean, they're nothing. Yeah, no, they're just a few ounces. And you know, I can just throw five or six of those. I can shit. I can put those in my pocket. Five or six of them. Yeah, 
So yeah, it's that's yeah. a hell. Yeah, if if you can afford to do that, that's a hell of a lot better than dragging these big honking things around. Yeah, and sure. all I need for those is I need one little um, little USB cable, one little three inch USB cable, and that's it. Yeah, no, I agree. It's just expensive. That's all. But you no, know, that's I mean, what I'm saying. Is it's not of, that expensive anymore? <laughs> no, it's getting better. No, you're right. It's getting to the point where yeah, probably. Yeah, I assume buy. by the fall. When actually I'll I'll be getting serious about migrating out of the country. Um, I'm actually yeah, that's the lurking variables. I'm actually thinking about jumping ship. Yeah, sure. Yeah, if you're really seriously going, then that's the way to do it. I mean, who cares whether it's more expensive? Yeah, because you know? really, how much more expensive is it? a few hundred dollars? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's not that big a deal, and the portability is a major factor. Absolutely. Yeah. And I also would presume that they're less fragile. Well, no, I'm not going to presume Pro- that. But well, they presume probably are, yeah. They're less easy to, they're not li- as likely to drop. <laughs> well, whatever. You know. Whatever it is, yeah. Yeah, but but, but again, you can still, that, that, and of course that's a completely separate issue than having a server running in uh, Colorado that also has everything on there. Yeah, but then I've got to depend on somebody else, don't I? No, it's just why it's just sitting there. It's not doing anything. If there's a power outage, it'll you can at least the Mac you can set to automatically start up again. Okay. Imagine you can do that with any computer. It's just a server, so it just sits there and waits for you to to ask for information. Okay, so it just have to basically, I basically just have to sit it somewhere in the house have it plugged in and have it plugged into the router put it out in the garage yeah <laughs> you know, yeah in a closet somewhere <laughs> and it could be a and it, and it could be you know, like that's one that's one of the things i'm going to use this mac mini for i mean right now i'm running this cast off the mini that was why it took me a second to get set up because that computer isn't even set up for audio at all so i had to unplug it all from my other one and plug it into this shit so i could talk but uh, you know, well, you've seen the Mac Minis. Is that little tiny box, and that's plenty good for a server. It just yeah. sits there and hook hooked up to five hard drives. I'm just thinking, like, you know, it'd be kind of traumatic if, you know, I'm over in India and I don't know something happened. My mom's house burned down or something like that. I mean, the whole yeah, well, the whole headache would be gone if I just had everything with me. And then if I have everything with me, what do I need the server for? Well, because you need a backup. Yeah, but the backup. With yeah, you. but the backup. I can just go bury it in a park. I mean, I don't well, know. yeah, but I'm saying you need two of everything though. So it's not just like you can carry it with you. You also have to have the backup. What you're carrying with you isn't the backup, unless you've actually got a backup somewhere. Oh like no, that's what back I'm thinking. On the is, server. No, that's what I'm thinking is having having a backup with me. So having like. Bringing double of everything, and then having a third backup, just go bury it in the dirt somewhere. Well, but that'll be out of date before long anyway. It's, I mean, I do that every once in a while, but you know, it everything keeps changing. If I had to go back to one of those, I'd be in sad shape. <laughs> go back to one of what? One of my backups that I've buried. You know, basically, oh. I mean that I've written on. I mean, I've buried them, but I wrote. I've written them on DVDs all my documents and stuff but 
you know, fuck that. It's so out of the, if I, you know, oh, no, I, I literally, I literally meant like down. burying it in the dirt somewhere. <laughs> no, I know. I took it at work. It's sitting in my office at work. Okay. So yeah. if this place burns down, I've got that. <laughs> That's like three DVDs full of documents. But, oh, I mean, DVDs. I haven't done that for more. Well, DVDs, yeah. have, DVDs have a have a. I mean, hard drives have a longer shelf life than DVDs. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know that. I'm just saying that's what I have. What have you got <laughs> for a backup in case you burn down? <laughs> um, well, I've got a couple things. I've got one, but I've got some stuff. I've got the most important stuff, which is actually there's only about There's only about, I'd say, less than 100 gigabytes of stuff that, that if I lost it would really get me traumatic. The yeah. other, the, everything else I would be okay with. I could just wake up the yeah. next morning. And, yeah. I mean, it would sort of stink. It'd be a pain in the ass, but I could figure out ways to get, basically, I could figure out ways to get it all. Yeah. No, no I take I, that. I haven't got, yeah, if, yeah, if about 100, yeah, about 100 down, gigabytes. Yeah. If, if this place burned down... I'd be shit out of fucking luck. <laughs> if where you live burns down, what? Oh well, you well you need to you need to create a a yeah you need to. Well, I I need to do that. all sorts of stuff. Well, actually, I it, this wouldn't though. I mean, actually, I wouldn't be shit out of luck. That's exactly the point. I wouldn't be really. Well, I've got a lot uh, of it. Yeah, because I've got my laptop with me. You know, so if this burns down, I've still got everything that I need on my laptop. All I'd be missing is the media files, and you have those. It'd be interesting, <laughs> like to think, you know, what if your if your house was burning down and you had one shot to get out and carry what it, grab whatever you could. Oh, one it'd be grab. My, my laptop for sure. Yeah, would you try to like get no, anything else in your hands? <laughs> no, you said one thing. No, no, no. I, well, I say like one one trip, as in you can grab as much as you can in your hands. Oh, I don't know. I'd get the laptop, and uh, depending on how hot it is, whether I, you know, I probably, I, no, I can't think of anything that I'd worry about. The laptop is it. The rest of the shit is neat stuff, but, uh, you know, dispensable. Oh, and, you know, I yeah, I forgot to mention, everything's, you know, a lot of the important stuff's backed on my laptop, and then... I also back up because Gmail has a no limit. They have a limit on like per email. I think it's uh, ten megabytes. But what I do is like all my documents, I zip them and then I just put them into emails and send them to myself. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, so I can never lose my documents. I mean, that's just I don't. And how much? And how? What's the 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 limitation on that? It's ten megabytes per email, so I've got a couple. And, and no limit on how many emails. No, there's no limit. So I mean, I, I okay. Don't... So ten megabytes, though. That's that's sort of a problem. Uh, I guess so. I mean, yeah, well, it have... is because I have tons of documents that are way bigger than that. So, but I have plenty, a lot more that are not even close to that. So, I don't know if the limit is my... ten. Yeah, I'm not. Don't don't hold me actually to that. I'm not sure the limit yeah. is ten megabytes. But anyways, so then you just mail it to yourself, and then it just sits on their server. That's a good idea. Yeah, but most of the stuff actually is just text files. I mean, I don't. Well, yeah, yeah, they're not yeah, like PDFs well, or anything like that. Yeah. yeah, 
Well, text but, files are nothing. Well, I mean, you can put thousands of text files. No, you files. can put. Yeah, I know, but that, yeah. most of my well, I have text files, but a lot of my stuff are in design documents or images or, you know, I mean, they're big files. You yeah, know, that's yeah, hundreds of megabytes. You know. Yeah, yeah, but you also must have lots of text files that are really. Oh important. yeah, I got way more small. Yeah, I mean, I a lot. Yeah, so those ninety yeah, percent so, of my stuff is, you know, would fit within that uh, ten megabytes. Right, right. So all that stuff, I mean, that should be done right now. No, you're right. That's a good idea. I'll I'll probably do that. (laughs) That's just another, you know, another backup that can't hurt. Yeah, well, no. (laughs) I got neurotic about this stuff. (laughs) Well, no, it's important. I I agree. In fact, I'm writing it down right now. Uh, (laughs) Hold on. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I, I figure if the Google server goes down, well, that's And how do you shit. get it off <laughs> there, then? Then you just go to that email. And, yeah, it's there. Uh, yeah, and, anytime in Gmail, and, I don't know about other software, but I know in Gmail, anytime, even if you create a draft, I do that all the time, actually. I create drafts. And it's just, yeah, you can do that. I mean, there's lots of little tricks you can do. But sometimes just to, just to take notes. No, but I mean, if you email, you send an email to your Gmail address with 10 megabyte uh, zipped file attached to it. Yeah. Then if later you want want to recreate that file, you, you open up, you go to your Gmail account, and that attachment is there. And what, you, you just download the attachment? There's a... Uh, uh, yeah. An yeah. instruction for telling it to download the thing. Yeah. Yeah, you just okay. you just download it right there. And if it's oh, just that, if that's... it's just like a and if it's just like a text file or a PDF, you can actually just view it. Well right the, the, the thing is, is my Gmail it. stuff is forwarded to my own hard drive. I mean that's what I use Gmail for. I never go to Gmail. I've got several accounts, but I never go to Gmail to read them. Well, is it is it so? It's it's your your address is an at gmail dot com. Well, I have I ha- yeah. So I'm saying I have Gmail. I mean, I don't use that. I mean, I and I do for certain things, but uh, I don't ever go. I mean, all of those I've got like four different Gmail accounts. Okay. But all of them, anytime they get any mail, they redirect it to me at heron at gendo dot net. But are they stored on Gmail, or they're just? Well, I don't I, know. That's what I'm. That's what I'm. Pass. I'm There's saying. an option. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I've it's done, not going to do me any that. good if I. It's not going to do me any good to send a zipped file to that and then have it turn around and send it back to me. Well, there's an option in Gmail when you forward. There's an option in Gmail to have it forwarded and not stored in your Gmail, or you can forward it and keep a copy of it in your Gmail. And I would. Oh, that's in I, Gmail. That's some issue in Gmail. I'll have to look into it. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's in the it's in the it's in your Gmail settings. So I. Yeah, I'll check I, it out. Well, obviously yeah. you're doing this and it works. So. Oh, it works great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great thing. But I. I'm but you saying, don't you don't usually have your Gmail forwarded to you though, do you? What do you mean? My I mean, Gmail you just go to Gmail, right? I mean, how do you access your mail? Through yeah, the web, yeah, yeah, through the web. Okay, yes, man. I never go to the web for email. Yeah, no, everything is there. I do it through an email that, client that I use. Yeah, and then and then every every very 
I haven't done it in a while, but maybe once a year I just take everything on Gmail and I load it into Outlook and just zip it up and store it. And then in case Gmail, you know, if Google fucks up or something, I can't imagine that would happen. But I'm I'm a, I'm just taking a precaution that if Google yeah. does fuck up, I can't losing all my losing all my old mails would be traumatic. So really, it would yeah. be it because, like I said, I store a lot of stuff. I, well, I store like yeah. some of my old papers and stuff like that there from college, and I I use it as like a little tool. Like if I write a paper. Sometimes I just send it to myself just in case, you know, my hard drive crashes and I don't feel like transferring it onto an external one. Or uh, Okay, so that has been a backup. If you had had a rational backup policy to begin with, you wouldn't, you no, wouldn't have ever backed come up to still. that solution. <laughs> yeah, now everything's backed up still, but there's a lot of, like, you know, emails. No, I know, but your backup strategy is, is something that's it's got multiple parts. And, yeah, and it's not really. Things, yeah, it's it, not. It, it, it isn't. It's not integrated. Yeah, right. It's not yeah. very well structured. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but well, it works. But, I mean, it's better than nothing. But now's the time to start thinking about. I mean, that's exactly what you're de- doing. Actually, is starting to think about. You know, how would you? How are you going to build a system that that works? You know, <laughs> and for the way you want to live. You know. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I think you've. Yeah, small hard drive. On the head. Well, that's the whole point. Is this whole idea of how much hardware do we really need? You know, I mean, if the web itself was reliable enough, the, none of this would even be an issue. Yeah. You know, shouldn't be. The only thing we, I should really need is uh, my laptop or, or my device, whatever that's going to be in a few years. You know. <laughs> Yeah, the la- at one point a laptop's going to look primitive, having this big, heavy thing. With well, there may be a place for that. I mean, I think there is a place for having a big, heavy thing with a big screen and and a keyboard and all that shit. That this may be just about right for that, you know. But yeah. I mean, more, what I'm really looking forward to is getting a new iPhone, or not an iPhone, but an iPod Shuffle, or not an iPod Shuffle. You know, the iPod Touch. Oh right, yeah, those are getting. Yeah, really that's going to replace my Clie, and it's look. I, mean, I keep reading that you know the new ones are going to be coming out in June that are supposed to be, you know, way better than what they could do before. So, is it going to be the same? Waiting. You said it's going to be a bigger screen, or I remember talking about this. No, no, I'm, oh, I don't know. No, it's just uh, it's going to. I I think it's going to have a, a video camera and recording ability and. You know, and uh, you know, just lots of it's just really upgraded. You know, See, as I, far as what it can do. I can't deal with those touchscreen keyboards. I mean, maybe it's just because I'm stubborn, but I've tried to use those touchscreen keyboards, and I, I have a tough time with them. Yeah, you're just stubborn. Really, they're easy to get used to. You just have to want to get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> I got used to that uh, Fatale keyboard on my Clie, and uh, that was really weird. But, you know, after a few months with it, and since there was no alternative, um, you just get used to it. And I could I could certainly put text in there as quickly as I could write with a pencil, you know, probably faster. 
Wow. Or, you know, writing on paper. You know, I mean, not as fast as I can type, but but uh, still it was plenty fast for just sitting there trying to get some ideas down. Mm-hmm. So you so the CLIA is going to go? Uh, I hope, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll just have to wait and see what these new iPods look like. Yeah. But the nice thing is they, they basically run exactly the same software that runs on the phone, you know, it, it, uh, except, you know, phone stuff, but all the other apps are the same. It's got ac- It's got wireless access to the Internet. It syncs with my calendar, so I can, you know, and apparently, like I say, it's... Hmm? You say something? No, no, I just yawning. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh. No, that's all. I, so what's the um, so really the only difference between the iPhone and iTouch is that the phone the iPhone's got a phone. It's got a phone, right? <laughs> Other okay. than that, it's the same. <laughs> okay, right. All who needs the phone then? <laughs> yeah, and does, I don't give a shit. The, about well, does the, the Touch have a microphone? Because um, I, because from what I understand, the um, the iPod now you can use Skype with the iPod. Yeah, uh, I mean, right. I mean That's the iPhone, thing. yeah, or the iPhone. Well, and you should be able to use it with the iPod Touch. Well, you say you should be, but that's. Oh well, yeah. we'll see. I mean, if you've got a wireless connection, and you're, not, I mean, I don't see, I don't see why it shouldn't. Okay, because I've seen like with Arthur's, it's got this really cute little, like, oh, oh yeah, remember Arthur's when what? I was over that that Arthur's headset? What? Arthur has an iPhone. Oh, I didn't and know that. Yeah. You know that little, the, those little white headphones. When I was over your house, you pointed out to me it has a microphone. Oh yeah, on right. It. That it has a mic in it. Yeah. Right. So I plugged that into Arthur's uh, phone, and yeah. turn on Skype, and it's it's basically like we're talking right now. Yeah. You know, I've got my two. I've got audio on both ears, and I've got a little microphone, yeah. and I'm dialed in on yeah. Skype. And what yeah. I'm and what I'm thinking is is that would be. That would suck if you couldn't do that on an iPod Touch. I think I'm pretty sure you can, but even if you can't, uh, it again, it's just going to replace my CLIA, which is just an emergency uh, thing that I take when I don't have my laptop with me, a way to get text in and to keep my calendar straight. You know, so that's all it's really got to do. <laughs> the rest of the stuff is all gravy. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the other thing, uh, but my CLIA had a video camera, but that's okay because now I've got that HD thing. So, I mean, I'm covered that way. I'm, right. The real <laughs> crucial issue is whether there's a microphone and whether there are external speakers because I want this thing uh, as an alarm clock because I use my CLIA as my alarm clock and or for alarms when I'm out, you know, uh, and I need to get something done and to be reminded. So it's got to have uh, a speaker in it. If it doesn't have a speaker in it that can give me alarms, then it's almost useless. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm I use that, but I'm not as I'm not as hardcore as you are and I I w- I should be. I mean, it's not it's such a great thing to have to just have something to tell you what to do and when to do. Well, yeah, because you don't have to try and keep it sh- straight. You know, if it's important enough to do, I put it on my calendar with alarms. 
Right, exactly. Yeah, you know, and awesome. then I forget about it. And at that point, I don't need to worry about it anymore. Right, you I'll can get tell the alarm it when, when I got to do what I got to do. You right, know? you can tell what? it like you can tell it when to remind you and at what pattern to remind you. And yeah, yeah. yeah I exactly. usually, I mean, depending upon the event, like uh, when I do uh, Skype cast, I have a fifteen-minute alarm, uh, <laughs> and I reset it at five-minute intervals. You know. I mean, because I may not want to do it right. I mean, I may be busy when I get the alarm, you know, in 15 minutes. So I may keep on working. Five minutes later, I get another alarm. Right. And I may still yeah. not want to do it, you know. So I'll just put it off for another five minutes. Then I know i got to do it. <laughs> you know? Right, yeah. yeah but awesome it's so simple. That? I mean, the beauty of it, again, is that I never think about it. <laughs> you know, I don't have to worry about it. I get it done without having to waste my time worrying about whether I'll remember or not, you know? Yeah. Even that, I use my BlackBerry for that. That's a nice thing. I mean, I don't I don't use it for too much, but that is one thing that I, I, I left it in Arthur's car a few days ago, and I was out without it for a couple of days, and I was missing that, and I was frantically trying to figure out how the hell am I going to alert myself to things. <laughs> yeah, really. And I ended up Yeah, I, ended I mean, up if I had to lap. remember it, I'd be in big trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, what I realized is I actually need to create a more reliable backup to that because, um, and I already got, I've got one now, but I actually ended up having to use my laptop to to alarm me of things and yeah, you know, like that. I mean, I, that well, that's okay. the beauty yeah. is that the two are, can be integrated, you know. So that I mean, actually, my CLIA is oh right, the new iPod. The, okay. Yeah. Your CLIA is integrated to your. Yeah, to the Mac. Yeah, there's software for that. So I mean, uh, I have the same calendar on my CLIA, and I can exchange text files between that. You know, if I write stuff on the CLIA when I get home, I transfer them over to the computer. Oh yeah, that's cool. I'm not. And I can yet. record <laughs> audio and video also, and and record that, and then you know copy it over to the yeah. you know, base machine. Oh, I'm just not there. The CLIA, I mean, that that <laughs> iPod Touch is just so nice. It's so much smaller than the the CLIA. You know, it's a, you know, it's really going to be sort of interesting. You know, I'm. Well, I'm going to have to wait and see what they what they actually do to them. You know, whether they're that much better but the CLIA was fucking expensive the first one I bought the new one I bought it new I mean it was like almost $800 oh right right yeah you know I mean with the extra memory and shit I mean that fucker was expensive but it was awesome and I still you know but now I mean the 8 gigabyte uh, iPod touch is 229 new <laughs> yeah. they so that's not much <laughs> no it's not it's not much at all for all of that you know and uh like i say this new one that's supposed to be coming out and there's all sorts of rumors about it you know and you know it's either going to be a lot better or cheaper or maybe even both <laughs> you know yeah that's int- it's interesting i i remember um you know, reading an article about that once, how technology is weird. It gets better and it gets cheaper at the same time. It's one of the few things, you know, one of the few commodities on the planet that works like that. Yeah. High-tech technology, you know. Um, 
It gets better, yeah, it gets better and, it gets and cheaper, cheaper. <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how the industry works. I mean, it's almost like if they don't release something better. Oh, look at the hard cheaper. drives. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. And even, yeah, laptops, you could apply it to just about anything that's related to Yeah, computer. well, yeah. Yeah, I'm just blown away by this uh, this new computer. I mean, just... I remember the um, the first computer I got when I was in seventh grade, and it was like fourteen hundred dollars. And it was, I mean, I thought I was really getting, or no, it was more. It was like 50, fourteen or fifteen hundred dollars. Anyways, it was for you know a desktop. Yeah. And it was, I mean, it was nothing. You know, it was just, <laughs> it was barely you know what I could afford to get then, and I was desperate. Yeah. I was desperate to get whatever I could get. And that was like, you know, the, just about the cheapest thing you could get that actually worked halfway decently. And now and it was $1,500? Yeah. Wow, that's a lot of money back. I mean, yeah. Yeah, sure. right. That for, was, for Windows, you know, it was a, you know, yeah. it was a desktop. It had a, uh, it had, what did it have? 350 megahertz uh, Pentium. That was a Pentium My two. first Macintosh was 8 megahertz. Right, yeah. <laughs> the Mac, the original Mac was 8 megahertz. <laughs> and a 400K floppy disk that had the system and the application on it. <laughs> <laughs> on a 400K disk. <laughs> yeah, gosh, it's amazing, yeah. I remember once my dad my dad actually had gotten a computer for his business before that one and it was um it was before they actually even Intel released their Pentium line it was I think it was a 486 processor or whatever I don't know a 386 whatever came out before the Pentium came out and um the um I remember once I installed uh <coughs> This game on it. It was like one of those really primitive. It could have been Wolfenstein, I think, or one of those really primitive 3D shooter games. And I just remember. I don't remember much about the game, but I do remember putting the CD-ROM in there and it taking about like three or four hours for the game to install. (laughs) Just the installation. Well, and we were happy to do it, too. I mean, shit, only three or four hours, and look what you get, man. Right, you yeah, know? exactly. I, I mean, I now, you know, installation processes, or, you know, if you have to wait more than a few seconds, you get frustrated. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, well, when I <laughs> got the new computer and, tra- you know, setting up the new system, copying everything over from the old system... I mean, a complete change of computer took me about two hours. Wow. Yeah, I couldn't believe amazing. it. I mean, that's amazing. You know? Now, what did you do? Did you did you actually start from a fresh OS? or? Well, yeah. The, it was a brand new computer. Okay, so you started okay. from a completely clean state. Yeah, so I, I turned on the computer, and, it, and it's the first time it's ever been on, and it you know, it leads you through the whole process. And it's, at one point it says, uh, do you want to transfer information from another computer? 
and you can tell it what you know just internet settings or the whole goddamn user you know and so I just said transfer everything and it literally I mean two hours later it was like my old computer was on my new computer <laughs> all the wow. serial numbers I mean actually I, there were a couple of places where it fucked up uh, like the serial numbers for uh, Adobe Creative Suite 4 got screwed up and I had to put them in again But and one other app I think I had that problem but other than that the whole everything was just transferred over and it was just like I was on the same computer I've always been on <laughs> yeah Jeez. called the this migration incredible. assistant <laughs> this you is know? incredible yeah yeah and in the fact that it worked <laughs> you know? I mean I thought it was a good idea but is it really going to work you know I was really surprised when it did <laughs> yeah that's just incredible yeah, the thing that you, I mean, it's just, it's getting so much easier at such an alarming rate. I mean, yeah. they're, they're, the ease is completely relative. Well, you know, what's interesting is that that's, when you really think about it, that's not that big a deal to do. You know, I mean, for a computer. I mean, that's just the kind of thing a computer could do. But uh, as of, I mean, that's only been available at least in Apple, you know, for the last four or five years, maybe a little longer. You know, but before that, you bought a computer, you know, a new computer, and you had your old computer there. Uh, well, you know, you were on your own. <laughs> you know, if you wanted to move stuff over, you had to network it and move shit over. <laughs> you know, and reinstall stuff and... Uh, you know, it was a pain in the ass. It would take if when I bought a new computer ten years ago. You know, I mean, it took me probably a, at least a week before I was really up and fully integrated. <laughs> yeah. Oh, amazing. Well, I've been thinking about this uh, this planet of ours, and. Um, you know, I think it's I think it's obvious that there's gonna be a major change that's gonna take place sometime soon. Soon <laughs> it already I don't know what is. soon means. Jason, it, yeah. we're, we're right in the middle of it. it right, 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 right. But we're still <laughs> you know, I mean we Just still beginning. have it's gonna get yeah, it's we gonna still have shopping malls and Oh know. yeah, yeah. Well we're still living in the caterpillar. Right. And but there are just so many millions and billions of people that are still, you know, have never even touched a computer. And, I mean, they've never even, pro they might have never even looked at one, let alone uh, actually Not use billions, it. but there are a lot, yeah. No, 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 I think there are billions. Okay, billions, who cares? Uh, so what? Yes, go on, I got it. Um, and I'm just wondering... Where do they fit in to the, to the whole picture? Well, I mean, who knows? I, mean, I think who knows? Yeah. Yeah, I've been starting to think about that. Yeah. I definitely well, <laughs> they're not going to be, you know, I mean, again, I, I, if you're talking about adults, I think adults are irrelevant. It's the children that count. 
and uh, at some point they ought to. And, and again, and not everybody needs to be part of uh, of what's going on. You know, maybe we should just get the hell out of the Amazon rainforest and leave those people alone. Now I'm and not get the hell out of that. New Guinea. You I'm know, not they don't that. need. Con- well, but I mean, all sorts of places all over the world where people are subsistence farmers, and uh, you know, well, let them I, figure out what they want to do. Why do they have to do what we what we're doing? Well, I think that, and this, a lot of this has to do with my experience. But I think I'm referring to a billion plus people that, that maybe they've seen a computer, but they've certainly never used a computer, um, but are still at the mercy of the people that, you know, the humans that are using computers and all oh, yeah. their electricity and you know, yeah, all their food that gets delivered to them is still dependent on the caterpillar. Well, so what's your question? Well, no, I'm just wondering, like, what, you know, what's, what's, what are that, what, what the hell are they all going to do? I mean, what? Well, who knows? It, it's a real I mean, serious well, I think, problem. I think I'm thinking yeah. about this from a very, you know, basic level, you know, American um, guy who's always on his laptop and is, you know, watching YouTube videos from all the world, and it just sort of puts yeah. me in this bubble that, oh, well, everybody, more than everybody one watches Maybe they're YouTube. Just a different, they're a different species. Yeah. You know, people are either going to be, I mean, it may be that the species is splitting. And that's what I'm saying is that, some people are going to go one way, and other people are going to go another. The question is whether or not the two species can coexist, or whether uh, there's going to be a war between them. That's what worries me. Well, I think the interesting thing about like a laptop is that I think if you put one in someone's hands. I think actually English literature, I was was talking to a friend about this, but if you can just get somebody English literate, you don't even need to get them speaking the language fluently, but if they can just become English literate and you put a laptop in front of them, then they can, within maybe a few years, they can sort of join join the ship. Yeah, anybody who wants to ought to have the opportunity, it seems. I mean, I can say, as far as I'm concerned, every child on the planet ought to be given a laptop when they're about 18 months old. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's just standard equipment. You know, here's your your Mac, and we're going to give them Macs, too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, whatever we give them. Yeah, I think the whole idea, actually, I think that within, I, I can't imagine the the idea of, like, closed systems like a Mac or a Windows or anything that will be around too much longer. Well, I'd assume that yeah, they'll just yeah, be, yeah. you know, like... Well, the, the operating open. system is what counts. I mean, the hardware, I mean, again, that, that those are primitive issues that Apple is dealing with in, one, in a reasonable world, the... The operating system itself would be something that you build in yourself, basically over a lifetime, to suit you. That you get it when you're a child, and it learns who you are, and you shape it, and it shapes you throughout your whole life. 
Right, yeah. It won't be something like, you know, that you buy in a box or... No, no. I mean, well, it'll be what you get in the beginning, but it's basically what you're getting is just a, a thing that you're a kit <laughs> to build your operating system. <laughs> yeah. I think even That's before really that... What, but, but, yeah, but it still has to run on... Well, you know, it has to run on some hardware. I think before that, I think that I think open source is the very primitive term for, um, I don't even think, I think eventually reach a point where we won't even use the words open source. No, those are stupid, no, that's all capitalist terminology. Right, exactly. But I do think that open source actually is sort of the, within the, within the domain of capitalism, the, um, the seed of beyond capitalism. Yeah, yeah, right, they're, yeah, they're, figuring out ways for people to work together to make things better. Yeah, like Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it operates in yeah. capitalism. <laughs> but it certainly doesn't, uh, I, I think, I think yeah, the it doesn't, if capitalism went healthy. away, it, it, <laughs> it, Wikipedia won't go away. Right. Yeah, that's interesting to think about. If capitalism goes away, what won't go away and what will? <laughs> yeah, a lot will. Spam will go away. Yeah. McDonald's will go away. <laughs> All sorts of things that we don't need will go away when capital. I mean, when you think about it, spam in, in professional sports. Yeah. <laughs> All that shit will go away. <laughs> Music industry, movies, all of that shit will go away and we'll be left with individual musicians and filmmakers <laughs> and athletes who uh, do whatever the hell they want to do. <laughs> yeah. People that, you know, derivative financial traders and, you know, pork belly well, that's people. All, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, that's all gone. Yeah, yeah that's all going to go. But right now that actually, t- when you all that fat, you could say, that will be shed um, right now represents such a large chunk of, you know, human man hours or whatever. You oh, yeah, yeah. We waste so much of our energy on just silly, abstract fantasy world bullshit. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just cra- it's crazy when you think about it. Well, it's just like this whole economic thing, you know. What they can't wait is for people to go out and start spending their money on plastic froggies, you know. You know, as soon as people feel comfortable, they can go out and buy some more plastic froggies, you know, that uh, then everything will be back to normal, you know. Get them people out spending that money on that shit they just don't need. So we can get people busy wasting resources in their time making that shit for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting because this so-called you know economic crisis has sort of been like I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go out here and guess that in a few years, um, people you know we'll be looking back we'll be looking back on this and calling it uh, or maybe let's say 20 years from now when everything finally does collapse, that this is like a, you know, a tease, so to speak. Yeah. Well, it was like the Great Depression was one. You know, that was an early one. Yeah. But this isn't even close to that. 
No, no, no. Well, who knows where this could go, though? You know, I mean, I mean, no one knows what this could be. I mean, we may never recover from this. We may just sort of limp along for a while, and then and they'll become a new normal. <laughs> you know, and this will be the new normal. And then <laughs> it'll just ratchet down step by step, and then we get used to each one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Most it seems like most people that are commentating on this, of course, they're all humans, but they're sort of talking about it like a cyclical, you know, sort of squeeze that just will happen yeah, every yeah, yeah. twenty years or so, and there nobody's really talking about it being uh, you know, a result no, of, of not. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, they don't want to look at that. That's too unsettling. I would <laughs> just don't want to think about that, please. Yeah. So how 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 often do you find like that? You know, people you know that you um, reminisce with on talk show or whatever. How often does that come up? You know, economic crisis. I mean, I don't think it's that big of oh, a deal. Oh, almost in never. Yeah, almost yeah. never. Well, cause, but but we're not, uh, you know, we don't usually people, you know, I mean, we're not focused on those kinds of issues. Yeah, but I actually am thinking that it's a, um, um, you know, a a, a confirmation for me of some sort that, um, you know, the system is asking for a collapse. <laughs> well, listen, I've been feeling this way since the 1960s. We thought we were uh, going to create a new world. Well, and we did. But it but wasn't quite what we imagined. The Vietnam War. Oh, okay, okay. The hippies, the drugs, the rock and roll, Timothy Leary, Alan Watts. <laughs> wow. So... So this is, I mean, this must be interesting for you then, because, I mean, what were you saying, like, in the 1960s, if we'd been having this conversation and we talked about how long is America going to last, or I don't know what was going on in your head. Well, we, we, didn't, we weren't thinking about it that way. We were really naive and stupid, but there was still this sense that uh, we were going to change the world. <laughs> yeah. And that the world sucked, and that the assholes that were running it, their time was over. So much for that. <laughs> well, that's interesting because that whole generation—they're now the assholes that are running the world. I know it. Yeah, they all got haircuts and went to work for IBM. <laughs> <laughs> the beauty about today is all these guys have got tattoos and piercings all over their body. They're not going to get a job at IBM. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> no, it's pathetic. Yeah. So what happened to them, man? I mean, it's like, so you're so you're almost, you know, saying that before they got their haircut, um, they were they started their haircut was like slipping back into the trance. They were just oh. a bunch of fucking language monkeys. You know, who were, you know, like I said, there was a core of people who were 
dedicated who are still doing shit, whose lives were changed, and everyone else was just a bunch of hangers-on uh, who let their hair grow out and took drugs and maybe had some good experiences, I don't know, but, uh, you know, who then uh, got their hair cut and went to work, got married, had kids, and, you know, Enjoyed raised the country monsters. club. <laughs> yeah. Various monsters, yeah, that's crazy. Oh, jeez. So, would you classify yourself as one of those um, people who was growing their hair out and doing drugs? Well, fuck yes. It was nothing but sex, drugs, and rock and roll, man. It was great. <laughs> that's crazy, yeah. It's so, awesome time. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds like fun. <laughs> but, uh, but, again, I was... Well, for me, it was different, though, because it, Watts was what powered everything in me. Waking up is what powered me. The drugs were great, but um, I actually, let me think about this for a minute. Well, no, I'd been doing drugs before I woke up, so marijuana came first. That helped. <laughs> I don't know how, I think drugs are almost indispensable for some people to waking up, you know? I I don't know if I would have gotten Watts if I hadn't already experienced shit with marijuana that, uh, you know, I mean, that that presented me with experiences that I was not prepared for. You know, there was more to reality than I had seen up to that point. So I was in somewhat of a shocked state, <laughs> you know. And then Alan Watts, and um, so, I mean, I never recovered from that. That's why I didn't, you know, I mean, I cut my hair, but I, I didn't go to work for IBM. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. That's pretty far out. So, wow. So, uh, I don't know. Where did, mar I mean, marijuana, I get the feeling, like, it's such a, you know, it's like really not good. I mean, I just, I don't know what to say, but uh, it's never been professed to me, no matter who professed it to me, it's never been professed to me as something that is good for me, like a vitamin. Really? You know? Oh, yeah. See, I think a lot of people have vitamin M deficiencies. Right, exactly. Yeah, that that's something that I've never, because like yeah. my parent from my parents and my school teachers and and all the you know propaganda, it's like you know an evil substance. And really? Then, yeah, and then for all my for all of my friends and and no, it's um, whatever it is. See, that's the thing is, all drugs are this. I mean, drugs just make you what you are. You know, if you're an asshole, and uh, then you know, drugs make you more of an asshole. <laughs> you know, it's really simple. If you're using drugs to escape a, a painful existence and and uh, all that, then you're going to destroy yourself. If you use drugs to explore your your mind and the world in ways that you couldn't explore without it, then it's a tool for uh, enlightenment. You know, it's whatever you make of it. The drug is is just. You know, it opens the door. What you do with that is your business. Have, have, but uh, until you've seen the door open, the thing is, that's the thing is that 
I just didn't get that there was more to reality than what I'd experienced so far. I mean, I mean, I knew theoretically I was possible, but when you get pushed in the door of a new reality, that's a whole different thing than theorizing about the possibility of other realities. Right, of course. <laughs> yeah, I think that's where there's an appeal to drugs. That's where my Absolutely. appeal comes from. I can't imagine life without drugs. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy for me to yeah for me to hear that is is um, a wild thing to swallow because I've never I've never done drugs and I don't know where. Well, you might even you've never been drunk. Yeah, I've we've okay we've been over this. Yeah, I have. Oh, yeah, I have fuck! Don't give yeah. me that shit. Okay, <laughs> you know all about drugs. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You got it right there, but. It's just you have limited experience with just a couple of drugs. But they've never been, like, even the few times that I, I wouldn't even, okay, I would say maybe I've gotten drunk, but it's never been. Throwing up on the floor. No, not even, not even close. Not even close, yeah. and it's only no, no, been a few that, times. You did it smart, because, that, yeah, because that's no fun at all. A little bit, like a couple of glasses of wine is really nice. You know, but, yeah, but a right, six exactly. pack, you know, or fourteen margaritas. I mean, that's something a little different. You know. <laughs> well, I've definitely done a six pack and then some, but I don't think I've ever done fourteen margaritas. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I mean, it, there's no appeal to me there. But you know, I feel like a lot of these other drugs like marijuana and ecstasy we're talking about psychedelics like acid and mescaline and ecstasy and uh, yeah, I don't even know what I'm like talking that. about but I think there's a whole different sort of level there um, I really don't know because I haven't experienced them yeah well alcohol yeah alcohol is really pretty low stuff <laughs> you know, right. Yeah. It's uh, it's uh, it's fun. I'm real. You know. I mean, uh, psychedelics for me are a very personal thing. Alcohol is more uh, more social. I like people when I'm drunk. You know. I mean. I mean, keeping it within bounds. You know. But I mean, I'm I, I'm normally sort of standoffish and think people are really nothing but a bunch of fucking language monkeys. But uh, but if I've had a couple glasses of wine, I actually like people. <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> so alcohol's you know a good drug that way, but um, you know, but too much of it, and you just you know you just become stupid, you know. Yeah, there is a point where yeah. It, and well, it's the same with so... marijuana too. That's the thing. I think a lot of people smoke way too much marijuana. The thing is to cultivate. Um, if you have good marijuana, uh, <laughs> really one hit or two is is all. You don't want to get any higher than that. I mean, getting higher than well, it just isn't useful. It's not. It's not a stimulus to thought or awareness. It just becomes, you know, puts you in a stupor. Apparently, some people enjoy that. But good grass, <laughs> for me, uh, how can you explain it? It's a little hard to to put into words, but. But uh, you know, it's just you become very alert, and and your language, at least my language machine, gets sort of loose, <laughs> and sometimes comes up with some interesting stuff. 
So when you say a hit, you mean like one suck of the pipe or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And and the, and the other thing is too is you don't take giant. I mean, again, the, the way they show it in the movies is morons. You know, you know, you put enough in the pipe for about a quarter of what it would take to fill your lungs. Okay, you, uh, uh, for for me anyway, a hit is not. You know, it's just a. I mean, because you don't want the heat and stuff, so you just put a little tiny little pinch in, and you don't even let the flame really touch it. You just sort of heat it up, and it's sort of nice and cool. And uh, and maybe if you take four of those, that's the equivalent of what one normal puff you'd see in a movie. Okay. <laughs> so it's, but again, it, you know, it, well, it, and it's and it's also it's different. Every person seems to develop their own ritual. Around it, you know. <laughs> there are people who use it as a sacrament. Anyway, end up developing rituals <laughs> around it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is a sacrament. I mean, if you take it, I mean, a sacrament is something you take as a sacrament by declaring it. So, I mean, it's not like you know you go down to the sacrament store, <laughs> you know, and, and pick a sacrament. <laughs> so yeah. Wow. So do you do you still experience um, drugs? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> well, I probably shouldn't even say anything because I guess it's still illegal, you know. Isn't it? <laughs> I was wondering. I mean, if a, <laughs> yeah, I mean that's amazing in this world. You know that that, uh, that what a per, that what a person chooses to do with their own body uh, can be illegal. <laughs> yeah, <I think laughs> yeah. And somebody can say, "No, you can't do that." Oh, I know. Yeah, do you know that? Um, I think. Uh, Legally, suicide is is considered. Oh, that's murder. yeah, that's illegal too. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. What should be illegal is failing to kill yourself. That's the problem. See, as long as you kill yourself, it's okay. But if you don't, you know, that's illegal. If you try, <laughs> we're going to bust you for being stupid. <laughs> and then, well, yeah. what we'll do? And that should be a capital offense, actually. I think. <laughs> Well, now, what about driving drunk? Well, that sounds like a real bad idea. No, but I mean, where do you? I mean, do you see the? Do you see that? Oh, I think in driving. As, I think driving under any circumstance. What about driving when you're stupid? You know, there are a lot of stupid people who drive. There are a lot of intelligent people who are probably stoned. You'd probably drive way better than some stupid people who are very un. Uh, drugged. So I think whether you're a competent driver, the thing is to be conscious, I guess, right, and and to know whether or not you're in a position to be driving. I don't feel comfortable driving. Well, hell, I don't even feel comfortable driving normally. <laughs> you know, so uh, doing it on, on drugs does. It seems like an even worse idea. Mm-hmm. But you may land yourself in a situation where um, 
you're sort of in a cram where you kind of need to get somewhere. And oh, I could probably yeah. negotiate it. You know, well, you know, it, it, there's a lot of things. I mean, I don't get stoned like you know, like you know what I'm saying is. Well, that's where I like it when they draw the line and say no. If you've yeah. if you've done this and you can't drive, period. At least we can make yeah. that fine line. Well, I don't think we need to worry about it, really. Well, I worry about it when I go driving at you know one o'clock in the morning on a on a Friday night. I do. What are you about. worried about? I'm worried about drunk drivers. Oh well, I would be too. Yes, the whole idea of people driving who are in not in a condition to drive is is a bad thing, and individuals have to have to be trained to know what their limits are and to be responsible. Whatever I mean, again, making rules about you know how much of this is, is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's about individuals being responsible for their behavior. <laughs> and if they're not responsible for their behavior, they're going to go to Australia. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you've got long-term vision here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I still got to, you know, wake up tomorrow and figure out what well, I'm going to do. Well, there's nothing you can do about it. Oh, well, there's nothing to worry about. You're going to you'll survive or you won't. You know, some fucking drunk will take you out and that'll be that. There's nothing you can do about that. Well, if, you know, if it's Friday night and, you know, I'm on the road. Why would you be on the road on a Friday night? Well, that's the thing, is I can avoid being on roads on Friday night just because that that can be a factor for me not being on the road on Friday night. Well, certainly one, well, again, everything, yes, you have to decide how you're going to spend your time. If all of a sudden, you know, you know, Obama got on the news and said, I'm putting an executive order that anybody can drive, whether they're drunk or not. Well, then, fuck, I would not be on the road on a Friday night. Well, I would probably uh, go see what the roads look like on Friday night. It might not, just because he says that, might not change anything. <laughs> so probably the thing to do would be just wait and see what actually happens and then make a decision. <laughs> If everybody is crazy and goes out drinking and driving and killing one another, then you'd be correct to stay home. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, again, see, this whole I have nothing to do with that world anyway. There's no reason for me to go out on Friday night, <laughs> you know, unless there's some reason to go out. But, I mean, the whole idea of a, of a Friday night actually is insane. I mean, the fact that people <laughs> yeah. live on the calendar that they do and go to work Monday through no. Friday, have weekends off, and think that that's what reality is all about is such bullshit. That's why I work, you know, and live by my lunar calendar. No, no, no. I don't, no, no, want... no. I don't think that's fair. What? I don't think it's fair to blame humans for for adhering to the Gregorian calendar system. No, I'm not blaming humans. I'm just saying that's what those humans do, and uh, that's over. Right, but even if you're even if you're a, a transhuman or whatever, you know, it's still imperative that you make enough money to survive. <coughs> yeah. Or what I shouldn't even say make enough money. What calendar you operate? What does that have to do with what we're talking about? About the lunar calendar? Well, that you if, make enough money to survive. 
Well, because you know, it's you know, most humans make their money during the week, and so you know, Friday yeah. night is an opportunity to sort of take a break from. That's that. right. Well, yeah, I understand that. I understand. So, yes, I live here too. I know what it's about. What right, I'm saying right. is to choose that as the as the the framework around which to build your concept of self and life is part of their brain damage. <laughs> yeah. I'm not I'm not I mean I'm it's just it's just a, a simple evaluation. <laughs> You're right. It's, yeah, you know, the, the, that is something fascinating that people are so deeply connected to a, to an artificial calendar. Yeah. Well, to any calendar. To artificial I mean, terms, yeah. yeah. Yeah, especially this one, though. I mean, uh, well, and again, it, it's part of this unconscious framework in, in their concept of reality. You know, they mistake their way of thinking about the world for the way the world really, really is. Yeah. <laughs> and that's insane. The, the whole idea of, like, getting so excited because it's your birthday. <laughs> Just... That's one that just blows me away, you know, and uh, I've actually had people rem- let me know, remind me that I have not wished them a happy birthday. And just, yeah. I don't know. I mean, that stuff just, I but I don't know how to explain to people that I just don't. You can't. There's no yeah. point. You're better to just say happy birthday. <laughs> right. Which well, I'm, I'm quite do. serious. I'm yeah. absolutely serious. Uh that's what I'm saying. They're in different species, Jason. You're still, you know, I know you've said you know it, but you still haven't really fully accepted the fact that you really are not a human being. You need to get <laughs> over it and get on with it. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that most of those humans uh, are not going to get it. And in fact, they're going to be, a lot of them will be offended by it. And so it's much better to just say happy birthday and keep your eyes peeled for other possible, uh, you know, earthlings who, uh, you know, who maybe haven't faced it yet. <laughs> yeah. Arthur, when I, when I even hint at the idea of being another species or I don't know what the right word is, species or... There isn't the right word. No, yeah. no, there isn't a right word, Jason. That's yeah. exactly the point. We're headed into something new here, and words are about stuff we already know. Right, right, oh. right. But when I hint at that idea, uh, and uh, there are only a few people I hint at that idea, and uh, yeah. you know, Arthur, he usually um, comes back at me in a way that I'm some cocky son of a bitch, and that's where I start to think, well, you know, there's a limit to just how much conversation I'm willing to have with him because at that point I feel like he sort of just killed the whole conversation. Well, the point is whether or not your friendship can withstand, uh, uh, you know, how much disagreement and a disagreement that's couched in what kind of terms, you know? Right. Which is like why I mean, I it actually I'm could make your relationship it. even better, you know, but, it, but you both have to be strong enough to say exactly what the fuck you mean and hear exactly what they they mean or at least what they think they mean <laughs> and um, you know and still like each other <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i i think i'm quite selfish in that i i just, when i feel like it's just not worth well, it well what's wrong I with just... being selfish 
Yeah, no, that's nothing's wrong hell, with being you know, selfish. Why, nothing's yeah, wrong with being selfish. Why do you have to apologize for being selfish? No, I don't have to apologize for being selfish, but that selfishness leads to lack of friendships. That's for sure. Well, so what? <laughs> Most people don't yeah, like being friends with selfish people, which is fine. I'm not interested in being fine. friends well, with them either. Except other selfish people. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. I actually get along pretty well with people that are openly selfish if you're, you know, yeah. quite direct about it. And and selfish is is got such a negative vibe to it, but I don't see it that way. Yes, I understand that. But again, remember, you're not a human. Right. <laughs> Matter of fact, I think that you somebody to, to truly be convinced that they're not selfish is nuts. Absolutely. Just stupid. Of course, yeah. everybody's selfish, but most people are in such denial uh, and self-delusion. Like I say, most people are a bunch of unconscious language monkeys who literally are entranced by the voice in their head. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. scary. It is, yeah. It is. <laughs> it is scary, and it's... I don't know what to make of it, because... You know, I've got that, and I've, I'm, I'm. It's, it's a really strong theory that swirls around in my head all the time. But then there's all these people out there that I know. A lot of them are not stupid, and it has nothing to do with stupid. They're, that's not the issue. There are plenty of smart people. The issue is whether they're conscious or not. Whether they actually believe every. I mean, just because they're smart. That makes them even worse in some ways. <laughs> you <know>? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the intelligence trap. But I like having connections and relationships with people. I really do enjoy that. And what people? What the hell does that mean? What you just said? Well, like you, I I consider you a friend. Yeah, but I'm I really not a enjoy. Person. Oh gosh, see, I can't even talk. If if we're gonna get, I I know. But no, but that's exactly yeah. what we're saying. I'm saying you're not a human. And right, I'm saying whatever. neither am I. Yeah. You know, it's just people that are a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah. Right. And you, but, but you I like said, having... no, but you like people. But I'm saying, no, I don't think you do. Well, I don't know what I like. But, see, I don't know. I don't I don't think I, I don't think I, I think it's just too cumbersome to draw a line between the 98% and the 2%. I don't, I no, just you don't, don't have to draw any lines. You know when you're... Yeah, if you enjoy talking with people, then what? who cares about this theory and bullshit? But no, 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 no. All you I don't enjoy do talking. by what you like doing. <laughs> well, you're just right. I enjoy talking to people, um, whatever, people. The hell, whatever the hell you yeah. are. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you mean trans? You mean Earthlings? You, no, but those, you don't. Right. No, you don't enjoy talking to people. You enjoy talking to Earthlings. Right, I enjoy talking to Earthlings, but I think that I, a lot of the Earthlings that I enjoy talking to don't identify themselves as Earthlings. Oh, I agree with you. There are a lot of them who who haven't really put put it together that particular way, but they're still operating from the same spirit. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, you said that well. And I... Did I say it well? The same spirit? How about a similar spirit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, there, you said it even better. <laughs> um, 
but all those all those people that are coming from that spirit um I want to have uh, a relationship with with some of those people. I mean, I yeah, I, I agree enjoy with you. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, I look, that's, that's one of my favorite things. Function. Yeah, yeah, that's an important thing. Uh, but the problem, at least from my, it's not a problem. It's an opportunity, I guess. Is that language is such an important part in this whole thing, and most of the people who have the spirit are also addicted to some really sloppy, stupid language. <laughs> and uh, and because language is my thing, <laughs> that <laughs> becomes problematic for me. Because, I mean, I know I'm hearing the a similar spirit moving through them. I mean, it's really clear. I feel it uh, very intensely. And yet, um, it's almost impossible... To talk with them <laughs> for me <laughs> without sounding like I'm criticizing them when I question the way they're talking about what they're trying to talk about <laughs> yeah it's tough it's yeah yeah even talking among even talking to you uh, the language is is just a huge part of the effort that I have to put into talking to you <laughs> a huge part it's the whole damn thing right right <laughs> and um a lot of the time I think that as as much as uh we sort of derive from a similar sort of spirit or whatever we aren't even able to effectively communicate amongst each other in a lot of ways. Well, we're able to do what we can do, and we have to. That's the challenge: is to figure out how to do it better. Yeah. Because obviously, yeah, you're right. What we do is really pretty bad. Just look around. Look around at what a great job those humans have done of organizing themselves in a reasonable way. <laughs> you know, clearly we have some progress to make. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, there actually are quite a, a different. I've been thinking about this, but there's different pockets of where civilization has emerged. I think Europe and even within Europe and even within the United States and comparing it to different parts of the world, you know, things have developed quite differently and I think that there are some aspects of each area that um, they've done better than other places. And I think that's where the collaboration becomes really important. Because I think like you, you're really good at this language thing and you're really good at talking to people about the language machine and how language needs to be debugged and this and that and you know there's other people that are great at other things and even on a macro scale I think that certain societies are better at certain things I think that Americans have their advantages or whatever yeah I don't know. I know. It sounds kind of random, but <laughs> well, well, it was kind of random. But that's okay. 
wasn't intended to be entirely random. But well, it's not. Uh, I find myself actually, you know, losing trains of thought every once in a while. I mean, I, it's always happened. <laughs> you know, I, I get in a rant about something, and uh, all of a sudden I forget where the hell I was going or what the hell the point of the whole thing was <laughs> anyway. And it just evaporates like a dream, you know. <laughs> well, you got the recording here. If you're really determined to figure out where you were. <laughs> oh, it's not that important usually. I'll I'll survive. You know, I noticed something, I gotta say, because uh I I don't we talk we bring up driving all the time. It's interesting how driving is sort of a little microcosm of all the things that uh, <laughs> we can <laughs> we can sort of uh yeah, really. Yeah, that. you yeah. get all the life lessons you can learn from driving from California to Colorado. Yeah, <laughs> and all the different traffic rules and everything. And I noticed something different about Colorado and California, and I would actually applaud California because you know how um, uh, when you make a turn, sometimes they have those little red. Uh, those little green arrows, those little red arrows, so you don't have to wait for the oncoming traffic to pass yeah. when you want to turn. You can just sort of go. Well, there aren't, in Colorado, every fucking intersection has got those arrows, and most of them turn red after they turn green. So the red one means you can't oh, yeah. turn. Even but, if yeah, it's clear, yeah. you can't turn. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, that's bullshit. Oh, that's awful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, there are a few circumstances, you know, where, like the other cars are coming over a hill, and well, yeah, I can kind of yeah, understand. Yeah, it. I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, that's not unreasonable under certain specific environmental conditions. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. right, right. But... Um, like the There's, Long Beach Grand Prix is going through there today. <laughs> you know, little things like that. You know. Right, 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 right. So, what I I actually had grew, grown up driving in an environment that always had those red arrows, and I guess I was never really bothered by them too much. I mean, they bothered, they always bothered me, and I always thought they were stupid, but... Um, when well, I once moved you've seen a better way, yeah, you never questioned it. It was just stupid, but you didn't really go to the trouble to think of an alternative. <laughs> well, I didn't like it, and and there are a few of them that actually, once they're green, then they just turn off, and and yeah, there's no and red you can one. Turn, yeah, right. Which those are great, but when I moved to California, and I was driving around, and I I expected them to be there, and they weren't there. It was yeah. like a pain in the ass to turn. And that was a bit traumatic for me the first few times I went through that because there were some routes that I had planned that, I mean, it was just nearly impossible and quite dangerous to turn across some of these intersections where they didn't have any arrows. Yeah. And at first, that really drove me nuts, but then I got used <laughs> to it and I learned that actually you can accommodate, if you know about it in advance, you can accommodate your route and it's really not a problem. Yeah, and and I don't know. I think in Orange County they probably have more of those arrows, but especially in Los Angeles where it's really dense, there aren't. The arrows are only there when they really, really, really need to be there. And there's some yeah. places where they actually need to be there and they're not. But anyways, to make this to short to end the story, 
what I learned is actually by not having those arrows there creates a much quicker flowing traffic system and if you actually use it you can actually use it to your advantage because there's some roads where you can just really coast along because those little arrows aren't there and you can just you know keep cruising along green light after green light yeah, until well, you yeah right yeah I know exactly what you're saying yeah yeah it actually if I know I have to make a left hand turn it doesn't make any difference where right right, you know, right exactly go, yeah I can turn now because I've got the opportunity to take it so I'll take it now yeah <laughs> right right exactly and I, but I had to adjust to that. And I adjusted, yeah. it took me, That's you know, interesting that you notice that, because that's really a sort of subtle, uh, I mean, you're right, you, you really are as big an efficiency freak as I am, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, and so that's, you, you got it, you know, I take, you know, when I, you know, as I get close to it, and then I start to calculate, okay, well, I'm a few blocks away, and I've got the opportunity, I yeah, might as well just down. go for it yeah. now, exactly. Yeah, right, absolutely. Yeah. So, Dan, the story, I get back to Colorado, and they've got these fucking arrows everywhere, <laughs> and I can't stand those arrows. Oh, I want to go, go back to, to California. Go to, the, go to the city, you know, the town, the council meeting, you know, they have public council meetings. Go there and request to speak and tell them you just got, tell them what you just told me. You should write that out, actually, because it's a good story. Yeah, and it explains the point very well, and you should just go at least let them know. Yeah, maybe you could change it. You know. Yeah. Yep. How, how many other have you have you brought it up with anybody else you know there? No, no, For no. The, actually, I, I've been waiting to talk to you about it because yeah. nobody else would have a fuck. Fucking clue what I was talking yeah, about. See, I mean, if they did, they, yeah, yeah, everybody may be so brain dead that they can't even imagine the possibility of a more workable solution. All they know is this is here. <laughs> right, right. And I remember yeah, that. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, I don't know. Like I say, I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, I just remember the very first time that I heard you say. Uh, you said this a couple of times, but you, the first time that you said the traffic, about you could have about five times the amount of cars in the road and have no traffic. Yeah. You, know, you would have traffic, but you wouldn't have traffic jams. You wouldn't uh, have any problems. You just right, have, you could still move around just as fast if there yeah. were no cars on the road. Well, faster even. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And when you said that, um, that really struck a chord with me because most – you know, most people out there don't get that. They don't even, even if you said that to them and they got it, they wouldn't be able to start to piece together in their head how that's possible. It wouldn't make sense to them. <laughs> I know, I know. But yeah. for the few people that that does make sense to, I, I think that is, you know, a a microcosm of all the other shit way beyond traffic. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the whole thing about work and energy use and, I mean, just everything. The way we build our cities, uh, the way we think about everything in food production and living quarter, everything, just everything. Our whole physical universe is just ridiculous. Yep. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And if we got it really well organized, we wouldn't have to work at all hardly, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. There's no doubt, I mean, very little doubt that 
it can be done. I mean, we're talking right. We're not even talking in an advanced technology. Listen, all you got to say is, it, listen, though, what you can say it exactly is it's not impossible. Yeah, it's not impossible. Right. And I most people think it's, there. and most people, though, and that's all you got to get people to accept is that it's not impossible. Because right, most right. people think it's it's impossible. Right. That's much easier. That's a much easier way to spark the conversation than saying what I said. What? Well, then trying to explain yeah. it in any kind. Yeah, because yeah. It, right. Because then you're doubt, then you're doubting yourself, and you're giving them sort of the the you're putting them in the driver's seat. Well, the thing is, for them to realize, they cannot prove that it's impossible. You yes. know, they may not. It may be highly unlikely. That's certainly possible. <laughs> you know, chances may be really slim, but yeah. uh, they're not zero. Yeah. And I, you know, and if they choose to to not give a shit enough to be involved in seeing if they can make some difference in it, then fuck them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then you know. Even if, if even even if they don't, even if they have that fucking attitude, at least the thought went through one ear and out the other, and maybe a, a shaving of it stayed. Oh yeah. You know. Well, that's the that's why it's good to do. The, that's why having these conversations here are so useful, because somebody may hear this stuff. They may think we're crazy as hell. But at least they heard the idea, and it's reverberated around in their brain somewhat. And uh, maybe they'll forget it by next week, you know. And but, but you know, it, but it's still it's in there. And maybe they all hear something else somewhere, and that'll go in there. And you know, and you never can tell when all of a sudden someone wakes up. Yeah. You know, all sorts of streams of ideas are floating around, and if they all collect in a certain way, boom. Yep. And that that seems, I mean, that's definitely happening. I mean, I'm not saying it's happening at an alarming rate, but, well, maybe it is. Well, it's alarming a few, no, it is happening at an alarming rate for a lot of people. They're very alarmed. Listen (laughs) to the people here. You know, all the the anti-New World Order, uh, you know, the American patriots. (laughs) They're alarmed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, they are, you know. And and I it like, you know, I know we've talked about this, but they're just you know, they're the spirit they're hearing might not be too far off from the spirit that you're hearing or I'm hearing. Parts it's of certain. it, yeah, it's clear that some of them, yeah, you're right. I uh, I can hear that all all over the place. But it's yeah. almost impossible to talk to them. <laughs> right, right. Their interpretation is quite different. Well, they believe everything they hear their language machines say. <laughs> yeah. They think they have the truth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to backtrack for a second. We were talking about the, um, the whole efficiency thing. I was This week on 60 Minutes, they had a segment on um, this coal processing uh the whole idea that you know the majority of the U.S. electricity is by coal power plants, coal powered or yeah, whatever whatever coal does. I don't really don't know much about coal. Well, oh, they burn coal uh, to make electricity. 
Yeah, right, right, exactly. And they and turn so, just the same way they burn any other kind of fuel to, you know, get generators going, you know. Right, so this guy who's a coal executive gets on 60 Minutes and he's saying, you know, we need to, you know, coal is polluting the air at an alarming rate, <clears throat> you know, and um, we got to do something about it. And even though I'm opening up two new coal plants, um, you know, we need to figure out a way to capture the coal, uh, the carbon from the coal and put it in the ground or something like that. But he's saying there's we can't actually st- cut back on coal production because the customers demand it and the world needs all that electricity. And, and they're spending billions and billions, and they're talking about even trillions of dollars creating a mechanism that takes the carbon dioxide from yeah. coal production and puts it into the ground to offset the emission. And I'm thinking, fuck, you know, the, you know, all these people here on the 60 Minutes that are talking about this issue, not one of them has hit, has hit it on the head, which is if we got together and we were much more efficient, we wouldn't need that. We wouldn't need nearly yeah. the amount of electricity that we use right now. Yeah, yeah. If we weren't so stupid and wasteful, and yeah, and if we were organ, but see, that is again, that requires enlightened uh, participants. Humans can't do that. Yeah, and then it's precisely because they can't negotiate that whole thing. Each one of them thinks that their way of thinking about things is the way it really is, and everyone else is wrong. Yeah. So how the hell can you expect people who think like that to uh, manage themselves? Yeah. Sad. Well, well no, it's not sad. It's just the way it was. Yeah, it's, it's, the way it it's our ancestors. But it, but it does. It does piss me off that you know we're you know my tax dollars and your tax dollars and and the in our in our world finite resources are being wasted trying to develop some system. That is completely dedicated to well, and that's uh, nothing. Ca- the Let's talk about how much the war in Iraq cost you and me. Oh yeah, yeah. Then that, and what? And, how much? I mean, screw the coal. That's small potatoes. Right. <laughs> you know. I mean, uh, yeah. what? What has that war in Iraq cost the world? Yep. Shit. Oh, it's it's insane. Yeah. And that's just one of them. Then there's there's another war in Afghanistan. There's another war in Korea. You well, know, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, the, so yeah, the, the, the whole the whole global uh, situation. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah the global military stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah the it's whole all idea, the whole idea afraid. of having militaries for each nation state, and. Yeah. No, I know it's ridiculous. It's just silly, you know. But I guess those damn humans—they actually believe in their nation states. They think there really is such a thing as Argentina. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that there's a line that between well, that you can cross over. And Don't be cry in. for me, Argentina. Uruguay, you know, yeah. I mean, I mean, Argentina is a thing. It cries. Yeah, and the whole idea that you can actually look, um, you can actually, if you're in an airplane and you're flying over, you know, the U.S. and you go, 
you know, you go into Mexico, you can actually see where the line is. But yeah, in some places, insane. sure. Like, yeah, we're yeah. so entranced. Yeah, we're making lines. Yeah. yeah, but we're actually we're you know we're believing in the line. You know, <laughs> I mean, we're oh, actually yeah. letting yeah, the line. Well. You know, it's uh, yeah, yeah. It was it's actually. It's just, it's yeah, yeah. Well, you still yeah, you're still young and. And, and uh, discovering these things, really, you know, you just have to figure. You just have to learn to expect that just about ninety-eight percent of everything is about as dumb as it can possibly be. Yeah, <laughs> and you won't be too far off. Not always a good rule, but it's usually <laughs> usually pretty pretty accurate. Just about all of it. Yeah. But I don't have many, I mean, this stuff all swirls in my head, and I can go read books, and I can watch TV shows, but I don't have, you know, all that stuff is good, and I don't even do much of that, actually, but um, nothing replaces actually being able to talk to somebody about it that gets it like I do. Yeah, Not. Yeah. I mean, you don't get it like I do. We get it, we get it in our own ways, but, you know, at least I can say something, and, you know, you can yeah, sort and, of and, get it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what—that's part of what I'm envisioning for the Gendo monkhood, or something like that. Again, there are some people who um, this is going to resonate more with than others, and there may, you know, as we just keep talking about this kind of stuff, um, people—some people will hear it, and it may really resonate with them. And uh, the more people that can come and talk about this kind of stuff, and it's, you know, important to me or to you or to whoever else. And that, uh, I think that's part of this building this community that, that we need to do. What's the Gendo monkhood? Is that the monastery you were talking about? Well, again, those words are, you know, analogies to the old way. But it's just, it's, again, once you realize you're not a human and that, you know, a job and a family and all that stuff is not what life is about for you, um, that opens up all sorts of new possibilities. <laughs> you know, but that's scary as hell. I mean, I remember, you know, when I, the first time I sort of confronted you know the alternatives. I mean, it, I mean, when I first thought about it, it seemed like <clears throat> the option was either, you know, a loving wife and kids, or a lonely old man in a hotel room. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I was saying, hmm. <laughs> you know, I guess it's going to be a lonely old man, you know, in a hotel room. And I and I actually had. To um, to decide that that you know if if I could get thirty years of truth anyway you know and then die miserable old fart that that would be better than living a lie for eighty years. You're saying this is like a decision you had to had to make in a certain situation, or? Well, no, it was just well, yeah, it was a series of decisions. But I saw again, it was. 
I, I knew in my heart that the stuff that seemed so important to most other people just really didn't mean much to me. And yeah. it, and uh, so I figured there must be something wrong with me. <laughs> you know? But again, once I started reading, I started discovering, and that changed all that, and I realized that it wasn't just me. But, um, shit, what am I trying to say? I don't know. I think I just lost it again. Maybe you're getting one of those um, dementias onsets or something like that. Yeah, or you've always been. You've always had that happen to you. Does it seem like it's happening more frequently? No, it does happen once in a while, but it's always. You know, I, I tend my language machine is uh, ordered in a really peculiar way from most people's, and uh, it it works really well for what I want it to do. But again, it's on a moment-by-moment basis. That's it. I'm running beta software in my operating system. That's what it is. (laughs) It still has bugs. (laughs) That explains it. And plus, I'm brain damaged, too. I mean, that helps. So a little bit of brain damage and beta software explains why I lose track sometimes. It's a small (laughs) price to pay. Because the whole operating system is pretty good, actually. And minor little slip-ups like that are uh, a small price to pay. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, it makes sense. Though. Well, I mean, it's true. In, in a very, yeah. I mean, the fact that when I'm talking right now, it's not me talking. I mean, that's precisely the point. It's not possible for Heron to consciously make all the decisions that are necessary to put together a sentence of this complexity and have it end with a period. You know, it's yeah. just that sentence has never been uttered in the history of the universe, and I didn't say it. My language machine put all that shit together for me. Yeah, I get that. And sometimes get it that. gets off track. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, I get that. I, I really get that. Yeah. That, that that that's one of those things I think, uh, you know, um, you I think I had never thought about that nearly in the way that that you think about that, and when, but it, you were able to transmit that to me, and eventually, I don't know when it happened, but after talking to you for a few times, it finally started to register. And I think I've really got a grip on that. I don't. I've never. Well, really I'd read really about be it. interested in hearing uh, how that process. Uh, if you could, I mean, I hope you've been taking notes about that stuff because the process that you went through to go from, you know, wherever it was to where ne- feeling now that you're fairly comfortable with that concept and thinking that that really is profound. I'd be really interested in your feedback on that. Because I think that making that shift is what has to happen on a larger scale. If we understood that process better, remember when I used that analogy of the of the, um, the Titanic, you know, the the mindset that has to change among yep. the people on the Titanic, and oh, how yeah. that mindset is made, how that shift occurs, the dynamics of that. Oh yeah. 
And that's the same thing we're talking about here. It's the same kind of change, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that definitely applies. Um, and if you and I, and I, it was the same thing I went through. And, you know, and if we could figure that out and make it, you know, make it easier for people, you know, over the next 10 or 20 years to get that. And that's that whole difference between, yeah, understanding it and actually getting it. But it, it, it is possible to make that transition. Yeah. I don't know where... And specifically, yeah. what are we talking about here? We're talking about the concept of the language machine uh, not being I. I'm, it's I'm, sort of on its own, you mean? Well, I'm talking about, like, yeah, like a um, like an application that, um, you know, it sort of is always on, and um, sometimes it talks to you, and sometimes it spits uh, words out of my mouth but like when I'm everything I'm saying right now just like you said you know I I <laughs> actually haven't you know sat down and determined word by word what I'm going to say there's just an application that just sort of thinks something up and throws it out there real quickly and, it, and, man and all plus it manages all the muscles and the breathing and coordinating all that shit yeah, I mean, when you, when you look at all that, I mean, it's an amazing performance. <laughs> yeah, and the tonation. Yeah, and people yeah. don't people don't actually realize. I mean, I know that you know there's certain languages where it's more obvious, but in our English language, there's a significant amount of tonation that most people are totally unaware of. I mean, they well, they don't they practice well, don't. they practice the tonation that you can't you what can't you actually have. Ton- wait, wait a minute. What do you mean by tonation? I don't know, whatever, like, when when I sort of, like, enunciate, and I'm like, did you just say that? You didn't just say that, you know, and... and um, Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, I understand what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, yeah, or, or are you Intonation. saying... Intonation. Really? Well, it could be called... Really? Intonation. Yeah. Yeah. But in any case, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Well, every language is like that. Whatever it That's is, yeah, yeah, have, yeah, you can't, yeah, that, that is a fundamental aspect of language. But... Yeah. That is another one of the very complicated and, and very, you know, you learn that. I mean, that's, that doesn't, you don't learn that overnight. You know, that's. Oh, no. Well, uh, you know, the whole language thing, yeah, is, is something that's uh, imposed on your brain from the moment you're born. And it takes, yeah. you know, probably 8, 10, 12 years to really complete the programming. Yeah. Well, it's never really completed, but but by by eight, it's it's pretty well set. Yeah, and the then application. There are refinements on it. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. But again, then most people spend the rest of their lives just upgrading that system. What I did is rewrote my system, <laughs> <laughs> and I and I continue. Like I say it's still it's always in. It's just a perpetual beta. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've got that. You know, I got Yeah. I got that concept that it's it's just Well, yeah, now my question it. is to you is who is it that has that concept then? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know because I and I think that um 
you know, when I'm lying down, uh, you know, before I actually not go unconscious and I lie down and I think about things like, you know, okay, I got to pay this bill tomorrow and stuff like that. That's the same machine. No, but you're not thinking about that. That's just your language machine going off. Oh yeah, exactly, exactly. That machine yeah. is the same machine. You know, it's got two modes. It's got an internal mode. Oh, it's and got an external no, it's, mode. You know, it's, not, it's got way more than two modes. It has thousands of modes. It's, <laughs> it's an amazing, an amazing machine. Yeah, it is an amazing machine. Yeah. So what are what do you mean by multiple? I mean, the only two modes I'm thinking of are just, you know, drawing a line between when I say something or when I say <laughs> it to myself. Well, <laughs> You haven't, um, well, you're new at this. See, this is why, yeah, you probably, now you're starting to ask questions of a Gendo student. Because that question, well, again, that's how oh. scheduled to be broken down automatically in five minutes. To extend the time by 60 minutes, press star eight. Oh, let's see if it works. Oh, no, a star eight supposed to be on this long. Okay. This bought us another hour. What was that? Well, this thing has been running for uh, five hours. And it automatically cuts it off after five hours unless you put star eight in there. Oh, so the, so the longest... Um, room, your room can be open a maximum of six hours? Well, we'll see. At the end, if we're still talking, uh, we'll find out. I don't know. Oh, I it thought, said to I extend it by an hour. Well, I don't know. Maybe it'll let me extend it for another hour <laughs> at the end of this hour. I don't know. I've never been in this territory before. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. <laughs> that was weird. I didn't know what that was at first. I well, I've heard that. I mean, I knew what that was because, you know, I just start these Alan Watts things and just let them go. Yeah. You know, and I've got like 80 hours, you know, of Alan Watts talks, so I can just let it go. Do people ever um, come in and ask to talk? Oh, yeah. Once in a while, not very often. I had a guy this evening. In this, it's a pain in, this in the room. ass, though, because I'm really not set up. Like I have to unplug everything from my other computer and plug it into this mini because this is running, like I say, on my other computer. But so what are we? So what are you using now? The mini or the or the laptop? No, the mini. Yeah, the mini is what I, I run the, uh, the the Alan Watts stuff on. And I just okay, so. I turned. Yeah, I just turned. You know, I just start a, a, a room turn on the player and turn off the screen and let it run and at the end of five hours it's, it stops it so how do you know if somebody comes into the room well I usually don't but well, once in a while I look and once in a while I see that somebody's there and wants to talk and maybe I'll talk to them or maybe I won't you know okay Wow! So, no, I just I, I just do it to play Watts, and because I like the title, actually I like it. the title is good enough. Actually, 
<laughs> but I might as well play Watts while I'm here. But I love the title. Have you heard anything uh, from Dave Nelson or anything about? Because um, I know one of the, the things that we both agreed needed to be there was audio alerts, and obviously it hasn't happened yet. Uh, do you know anything about that, or you're still as close no, no, as I, I haven't am? talked to him. No, nope, don't know anything about anything. Okay, so you're just, you know, going along here, not paying attention to any of that stuff. No, I'm just coming here and doing my thing, and uh, it, it works the way it is. I don't really get. I mean, it would be a lot of things would be nice to make it better, but it's what it is, and I'm not gonna, you know, worry about it. You know, it just seems like, uh, I mean, everything works fine, but it just seems like, you know, it's just sort of going along like there haven't been any improvements as far as I can tell. Well, there's tell. nothing. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing happening is what it looks like. It's just, sort of, it's just sort of going along. And then he never got back about that, uh, the two friends thing. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. At least it works. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, that's it's enough for right now. You know, it's not, a, I mean, well, you know, yeah, you know, I mean, Skypecast, you know, it was just way better for meeting people, new people. Yeah. Right, because of the traffic. And, and yeah. well, there were multiple things, yeah. The traffic well, was one I'm not, well, I don't think it's so much the traffic. I think, uh, I mean, I think there are probably, probably more English speakers here than there were in Skypecast. I mean, ninety percent of Skypecast was Arabic. Yeah. <laughs> so it was the idea so, that you I were mean, jacked in. I mean, there were a lot of people, and, and I liked that's what I liked about it is it was international. But but actually, as far as English language goes, there's probably more here than there was in Skypecast. Yeah. <laughs> But it's just the the quality of the language monkeys that come here. You know, it's a well, it's a bunch of you know humans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's them damn humans. You know, there you go. Uh, so where's but that? Not 2% all. I, 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 I have met some nice people here. Some interesting people. So. Yeah. And it's still getting lots of downloads, too. So, you know, somebody's listening to something. And, um, you know, you never know who's hearing what. And So a lot of what? seeds are being thrown in the ground all yeah. over the place. And, yeah. you know, one of the days, maybe the plants will start to germinate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know. And there's been a lot of shit on the ground, too. So that's good. <laughs> you know, <like laughs> shit and seeds and who knows. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, everything's just sort of going along. I mean, you know, you you talk about being in the seventies and um and you've been through this. I mean you've gone I've only gone a handful of years where I'm waiting for the you know, the great collapse. Now, I don't know if I'm waiting for it, but no, the concept don't is in my it. head. Put, no, you pick up a brick and help. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But, uh, you know, you've gone through decades of the idea being in your head that eventually it'll happen, 
right? I mean, that's what I'm getting. Oh at. yeah. Well, you know, it wasn't until Ray Kurzweil though that I really started taking it seriously that it's actually coming faster. I mean, I've been on to it for a long time, but it didn't have the kind of urgency that's taken on in the last four or five years. <laughs> you know, the time frame is 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 much. Uh, accelerated I think than what I was thinking back well at the time you know, again in the beginning I was really naive and stupid when I looked back to the 60s and 70s you know but that was it we were naive and stupid and so that's you know yeah, so that's, that's what it was you know <laughs> so be, be, besides like the um, the uh, keyboard Kurzweil wasn't something that five um, five years ago and prior Kurzweil wasn't something that you thought about much. No, I no, I knew his keyboards. Yeah, right. Yeah, and that was it. Yeah, no, five years ago. Uh, well, no, I probably heard about stuff, but I didn't. Uh, well, a little bit longer ago. I don't remember just when, but uh, the first thing I, I read of, I don't remember even the name of it now, but there was something before the Singularity that was very good, and. Uh, Oh, the age of uh, spiritual machines. It was a great title. The age of spiritual machines. That got my attention. <laughs> but it, but uh, but it wasn't until the singularity that that I realized that, you know, yeah, this is happening now. This is really something we need to start having a conversation about now. This isn't the future anymore. This is now. We need to start talking about it now. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, so Kurzweil, you know, it's funny. I'm beginning to th see, you know, Alan Watts was the beginning. Korzybski was, well, you know, I say, Alan, sorry, I could say, Alan Watts got my spiritual virginity. Korzybski knocked me up. What the hell did Kurzweil do to me? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But but Kurzweil, I'm beginning to see, is as important to me, maybe, as Korzybski and Watts. I don't know. But I think so. So he did something on that level. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, he changed the time frame a lot. Like I say, all this, there's nothing in Kurzweil that I haven't known about from reading science fiction for 30 or 40 years. And I always sort of figured, yeah, of course, that's, you know, but it was so far off that it wasn't something to actually spend any time thinking about. It was just, yeah, some nice theoretical idea. But it wasn't until I read The Singularity is Near that, uh, that I thought, actually, yes, it is, and it's time to start talking about it. Well, I would say that Look, you know, I've never, you know, all that stuff is there, but I would, I mean, I don't know, this is really early for me to say that, but I've been looking at understanding the way that banks work and the whole idea of the Madoff scheme and you know, looking at that on a larger level, comparing that to governments and lending and borrowing and seeing <laughs> just how, just, no, just actually seeing just how fictitious and um, insane that whole thing is. And I think that has actually made me more convinced that this whole thing is going to go. I mean... Oh, I think so, yeah. I mean, I don't think there's any issue about that. It's good. It's on its way out. The only question is, is 
how is it going to go and how bad is it going to be and how is it going to, you know, what are we going to do about it? Yeah, it's clearly a failed system. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it is amazing that there are, you know, here we are on this Titanic and there are tons Well, everybody still tons. just wants to keep dancing. And, right. You know, right. this exactly. is right in the middle of the dance and please don't bother me. Push that piano back and, you know, keep playing. <laughs> right. Right. Yes. Yes. It's but it's such and a, a few big... a few nervous Nellies are out there going, What the hell was that? <laughs> and everyone else saying, Oh, it's okay, come on back and dance, you know. Right, but it's such a big <laughs> ship that sometimes I catch myself uh, maybe sort of wandering back to the dance floor here and there in little subtle ways. Well, that's okay. You got to keep your listen. That's where yeah. you are right now. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, at least you're aware of the fact that something's going on, you know. And it's not time yet, hopefully, you know, <laughs> to abandon ship. <laughs> and, uh, so you might as well have. I mean, if you want, if you can assess the situation and realize that you do have time for a dance, <laughs> then cool <laughs> well know? i figure what i'm doing now is i'm making my way towards the lifeboat you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah right well just checking out the situation yeah you want to know where the lifeboats that's not that's only part of it you, you're really uh, you need to be assessing the situation <laughs> you know and find out what's actually going on what what's what does it look like what are the trends you know and what the hell's going on here yeah and what's what's going to be the best place to be when the ship actually does go down? <laughs> I guess that's quite selfish, but uh, well, hey, you know, if it weren't you selfish, you wouldn't. Well, you wouldn't the thing have is, you want to be there. The yeah. thing is, you don't want. Yeah, you want to be in a place where there's the least traumatic transition. So you want to be there early. Right. The late exactly, come, that's yeah. the thing is, the sooner you wake up to the fact that there's a problem the sooner you're able to position yourself uh, to take advantage of the situation. Right. Because probably, the, you know, the, the very first lifeboat that actually was lowered, things weren't, I mean, there, you know, there still were probably a few people dancing. and. Um, well, who knows? Yeah. yeah. Uh, who knows? I don't know what the detail. That would be interesting to actually. There's probably a lot to be learned about that. I don't know if there's been a really well-written account of it. But that, <laughs> I mean, really, I mean yeah. seriously, there may be something to be learned there. You know, who were the people who got off first? And who were the people that died? Well, besides the non-poor people, <laughs> you know. Well, it would be, I mean, interesting, uh, it'd be know, interesting to know. Like... Yeah. Yeah, the people that actually, you know, or it would be interesting to note when the first lifeboat actually was lowered, you know, because that's yeah. when you really, um, at least somebody is saying, okay. Somebody knew something was pretty serious. Ships going, yeah, because <laughs> you don't just lower a lifeboat for the hell of it. No. Um, so that, and and to see what where was that in relation to what it what the rest of the ship was going on because well, you know, it may be. Have you seen the yeah. movie The Titanic? Oh yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, no, no. That might be worth movie. watching again. Actually, you know. 
Yeah, from the movie. I mean, I don't know impression. how. Did they claim any historical accuracy for the film? Mm, I, yeah, I think they did. I don't know how much, but I would assume they tried to do it fairly yeah. accurately. Yeah, and so the time frames and things would be appropriate. Yeah, directors are sort of. Um, yeah, I mean, using a sort of about that, that stuff. Yeah, yeah, you usually would expect that they do that. Well, I don't know, and it's not that important, but I would. Is that presume... one available as a free watch on um, Netflix? Oh, I don't know. I can find out in about ten seconds. Take... Yeah, I don't have a browser up, so. <laughs> yeah. All right. One sec. Here we go. Yeah. I like having everything at my fingertips. Yeah, it's great. It's an amazing world. Right, here we go. Titanic. Ah. Uh, yep. Oh, wait, no, wait a minute. Sorry, they have the 1953 version of Titanic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they well, have... maybe that, well, that could be interesting, too, actually. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll check that out, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's four-star rated. It's probably not bad. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it'd be interesting. Yeah, just to... And a happily married couple board the Titanic while one of their daughter falls in love with a boy from the underclass, 1953. Oh, really? So it's... Okay, also, so it's I, didn't that that was a I didn't realize that the 97 one was a remake. Yeah. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. So, anyways... Um... There you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways, I, I do remember the movie fairly well, and I do, you know, see that there was at least some sort of peace and harmony. I mean, it might have been a little bit chaotic, but it was not nearly as chaotic as when it actually went down when the first lifeboats were lowered. Um, yeah, I don't remember. Know, there might have been a few guns out and stuff like that, but it wasn't... Chaos, yeah. Right, if you were at the lifeboat. Now, from what I remember in the movie, while some people were getting on the lifeboats, there were some people stuck down in the bottom of the ship that were trying to ram doors open. Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, that's so, a separate issue. Yeah, but I, no, they're not interesting. They, they knew there was a problem and wanted to get out. There's no philosophical issues there. What's interesting is the the rich people who who got the idea, who were able to change their mindset and save themselves, right. and those who just knew that this couldn't be happening and therefore, you know, kept right on dancing. <laughs> so that might be like all those you know masses of people I'm talking about, the villagers that, you know, um, or you know all the poor people that live in little small towns in Utah and all that that um, are just going to be sort of stuck, you know, in the middle of the ship falling down. and I mean, that's the thing, is here we are on the Internet, and we're talking to each other. There's a lot of people that would be totally engaged with this if they actually had any sort of reasonable opportunity to be engaged in it. Although, I don't know. You know, maybe they... Well, maybe there are millions of people who have the opportunity, and they're not here. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know... Yeah. No, right now it's a small percentage, but that's but that's all the more reason to be doing it here, because you know if only once or twice a month somebody comes through and hears something that may be just the right thing they needed to hear, you know. 
This is the job. Yeah. Well, it's going to continue to be interesting. So, in those five years since Kurzweil has knocked you up, uh, I, I don't want to call it a waiting game, but certainly there's like you know this. Uh, you know, okay, you know it's been another, it's been another year and. Things are going along. Obviously, in five years, there's been some progress, but... Uh... Well, like I said, I, I don't know exactly what's next. I, I have a sense that the, the, the reading I'm doing right now, I say there's about four or five books that I'm involved in right now. Oh, wow. And that I'm feeling like I'm pretty close to something. I don't know what it is, but I think... And again, I still think I'm a little ahead of the curve, but I, I think before too much longer, there's going to be a market for teaching people how to think by uh, cleaning up their language. Mm. And I think I'll be able. I think there will be people who will pay uh, to learn that. Mm. But it's not there yet, and, mm. and my material isn't there yet either. But it's damn close. Mm. And um, so sometime I figure in the next, what, maybe two to five years, that, that well, that, yeah, that's my sense, is that something will come together at that point. But it's still a little ways off. Yeah. Hmm. The school systems are about to collapse. I mean, that's one of the things. It's happening. The school systems are going broke all over and uh, so that's a, that's a real good sign because the folks who do have money, uh, at least, I mean, they'll know that their children aren't being educated. And if they actually do care, and, you know, people will spend money uh, for a program that will teach their kids how to think, you know. <laughs> and I would think that that's going to be a real marketable issue. I mean, to put it just like that, listen, your kids, their survival, their happiness, your old age depends on their intelligence, their ability to uh, deal with the world they're going to inhabit. Who's teaching them how to think? So you're talking about, you know, like public school that you go for to... No, not public. Well, who cares what? I'm talking about a curriculum uh, that would develop probably involving the internet. I mean, I don't know just how. I mean, how exactly that would be structured. No, I mean, I mean I don't when know. you say you're, they're collapsing, what are you, are you saying that they're running out of funding? Or yes. Oh, quite they're, literally. Uh, okay, L so L A just fired uh, 600 teachers. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> wow! I didn't hear about that. <laughs> no, it's happening all over the United States in a lot of places. You know, this whole economic downturn uh, you know so the classroom size is going to go way up and uh, you know and I mean you know it's a farce I mean in the public school <laughs> systems are not really teaching much of anything yeah and and most parents of course don't even give a shit but uh, for the parents who do uh, they're not. I think what they're going to. I mean, now they've their children are getting the illusion of an education. That over the next five years or so, I think you're going to see a lot of schools actually closing, or, or you know, or the conditions being so bad, you know, with 80 kids in a classroom, that it, it just becomes real clear that there's no education going on there. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And at that point, uh, for people who can afford it, I think, I mean, and I'm not suggesting, well, actually, you could do a whole school, but I'm just thinking a curriculum uh, that parents would use to teach their kids. I mean, basically, you have to teach the parents how to think. But, <laughs> you know, teach, they teach the whole family, you know, hmm. and and create the, uh, the curriculum with about the five stupidities and and, and again, the whole thing would work really with the internet coming together and second life kind of stuff, maybe, or who knows what. Some combination of all of that, I think, um, could be a really interesting program and could probably charge a whole lot of money for from rich people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then give it away to poor people. You know, uh, you could have a real expensive program for rich folks and use that to fund scholarships. <laughs> well, that kind of exists a little bit already. What does? Just what you're talking about. You know, rich. A school that teaches people how to think? No, not that. <laughs> not that aspect of it, but the aspect of a lot of rich kids going and then letting some poor people go for free. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah but the curriculum isn't there. The curriculum is still in the old No, the important way. thing is the curriculum here, and it needs to be, well, it needs to be put together yet. <laughs> and yeah. that, that's what I still have to do. And that, I mean, I know most of the ingredients in it now, but the, the issue is developing a program to get that across effectively. Well, that's what I, you know, I've been thinking that's, you know, if I can do something, maybe, you know, I can do that. I mean, I don't see too many things that are more important. I don't either. Seems yeah. to me like, uh, yeah, I mean, really. Which is just the reason that, you know, you find these religious groups like Mormons and Muslims promoting having kids because they know that the only way to... Uh, save the religion is to brainwash them from when they're young and so because when they're young right so if you have a kid yeah. you can you know you have a chance to sort of wash them but an adult you can't you can't convert an adult i mean you can but well no it's very difficult yeah that's why right. yeah 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 once after well actually it's after the age of puberty really after the age of 14 15 16 they're pretty much hopeless right and so i think it's the same idea when it comes to this reasonable way well, of thinking. Oh, that's exactly what I'm saying. That's, what, that's the way we can change the world, is by raising a generation of children who aren't fucking brain damaged. Right, right, right. And the Christians think just the same thing. We can raise a whole generation of kids that are brain damaged. <laughs> little, godly little Jesus people. <laughs> yep. Yep. But that's interesting that uh, we're both onto the same. I mean, I know that's their. I mean, I, yeah, it's obvious that that's one of their strategies. Well, that's always been the strategy of everything, uh, but it doesn't work <laughs> anymore. That's the thing is that uh, that was what they tried on me. That was what they tried on you. It didn't work. Why? Yes. <laughs> because the time has come for the end of that bullshit. <laughs> and yeah. more and more people just simply uh, think that's bullshit. You know. I mean, yeah. honestly, I, I I talk to people 
you know, who are no longer Christians, but who say, yeah, when they were kids, they believed, you know. And I never could figure that out, because even when I was a kid, I thought it was shit. There was never a time when when any of that Christian shit struck me as anything but just a bunch of stupid crap, but I had to learn to quit saying that, you know, because they got upset, the adults, you know. So I went along with it, but, I mean, in my heart, I knew it was bullshit. Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, I was the same way. So, I never really... So some of us, you know, uh, are just immune to it, and and I think part of it is, and, and now again, especially the, the disparity between the bullshit people talk about in their religion and the reality of life <laughs> is so disparate that, I, you know, I think more it's just a lot easier for people to look at the TV and then listen to the bullshit their parents tell them and and they know that everything the adults say is bullshit and lies. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and they become very negative, unfortunately, and then go get a bunch of tattoos and. <laughs> you know. But uh, you know, I mean, they know that uh, what a sham this civilization is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. What a great way of putting it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, but see, that's interesting. Is that you? Know, you know, they tried it on you, and it didn't work. And um, but they're 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 actually trying on other people, and it is working. Oh yeah, it's still pretty effective. But it's like I say, I think we're still early. I that's what I'm expecting to happen, though, is that I think over the next thirty to forty years, you're going to see that more and more people just say bullshit. That's just, you know, and then it's going to accelerate, you know, at an exponential rate. It's a small percentage now, but right. once it starts to take off, uh, it'll be unstoppable. Yep. Yeah, that seems pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that'll be very interesting. It already is, because that's already <laughs> happening. Yeah, that's yeah, already yeah, happening. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you can't stop it. It's just a matter of how it's going to happen. And well, you could stop it, but it would entail probably stopping everything. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, yeah, you could always, yeah. yeah, you could always take a nuclear bomb and that'll do. I would assume. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's other ways, but that seems to me like the simplest way. Uh, I don't know, but anyways, you're right. Yeah, you'd have to end everything because. You know, this is yeah, one, spread into cat, so it, many the, cracks. The thing that's true is that it's clear that it's over for the caterpillar. That's the thing that's clear. There is a question about whether there will be a butterfly. Right. And, but the, and you know, there is, quickly. But there's no no question about the fact that it's over for the caterpillar. Right. We just might not make it to the butterfly, but we yeah. definitely exit the caterpillar. That's a good way of putting it. I mean, if you put it that way to people, you can say, listen, you know, where are you going to... There's the only thing you can be sure of is that it's over for the caterpillar. So yeah, the where caterpillar are you going to put your is, efforts? Is, is, you're going to uh, put in your efforts uh, to maintain the caterpillar, or just go for the hope that maybe the goddamn butterfly will work, and put your efforts there. At this point, it's just bonus time for the caterpillar, and it's, it's not much left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. So where do you want to be stuck in the middle, or you know, and then everything's going to end. Well, it's going to be an interesting uh, next 30 or 40 years. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's right. You're going to get to see the whole goddamn thing, too. 
Well, yeah, unless I get in a car accident tomorrow or whatever. Well, yeah, but that's not worth worrying about. If you're dead, you're dead. But, right, you know, yeah. if you manage with a little bit of luck, uh, you know, well, yeah, yeah, well, actually, you may be among those who live forever. You may be one of the uh, the first immortals. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be fucking awesome. <laughs> Yeah. Well, he says, you know, Aubrey de Grey says that the first, uh, the first hundred and fifty year old will only be ten years younger than like the first five hundred year old, or I don't know how he puts it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. The, it's exponential yeah. because once you get once you can live to one hundred and fifty, then they'll just keep coming out with new treatments. Yeah, and, yeah. And that yeah. that makes complete sense to me. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, there's so. a good chance. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, certainly, I mean, yeah, there's a well, there's a, a, a reasonable chance that you may never die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, no, I'll probably die at some point. You know, I'll get in a no, not, no, 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 fall that, off a no, cliff or no, no. That's exactly the point. Is that uh, at some point the monkeys won't even be involved in this anymore. <laughs> You won't need a monkey. You won't even have a monkey. You won't even know what happened to your monkey. You remember, oh, yes, there was a time when I used to drag a monkey around with me everywhere I went. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) You know, and that'll all be gone. You'll have really reliable backups. (laughs) Mm. So if you crash, (laughs) just reboot, (laughs) and you're right off running again. Well, this has been cool. I I think I could keep going on with this stuff, but I'm so tired that I don't want to compromise this anymore. Okay, fair enough. So yeah, it's uh, getting late here too. It's just hard for oh. me to. Um, it, it just it's start it started starting to get to the point where it's taking a lot of effort because I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, and, I understand. Yeah, yeah, so we'll just so, continue some other time. Yeah, but this okay. is cool stuff. Yeah. Okay, and I'll send you the. So, uh, yeah, you've got the recording. So yeah, yeah, just do it on a Skype. File. Matter of fact, when I do that right now, when we once I hang up, I'll have the phone. Okay. All right. Great. Thanks Bye. a lot, Jason. Good night.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.